I am so excited today to be having a conversation with my friend and fellow uh, mastermind sister, Gail Nowak. She says that when you dare to listen to your wounded heart, you begin to heal and free yourself from the pain, fear, and false beliefs keeping you stuck in your business. Gail is a transformational retreat leader and founder of The Story Stylist, an award-winning expert positioning consultancy for speakers, authors, and mission-led entrepreneurs. Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you're meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turvo. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. So welcome, Gail. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. <laughs> Woohoo. Go manifesting generators. That's right. <laughs> no, I, first of all, before we get started, I just wanted to talk about how we know each other. Like, when did we meet? When was the first time you remember us meeting? So we met, I think it's been a year or maybe just over a year. So we're in the sourced experience mm. mastery group, and we've been on that journey together for the last year. Yeah. And it's, it's been really fun and really deep. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, like being part of that group and getting to know you, getting to, to know our other source sisters, um, it, it's been a really interesting experience because I feel like we're creating these, these new connections in adulthood yeah. that I think are going to carry on long after this program is over, which it is, it's, it's starting to wrap up this month. So um, I'm really excited that we've been able to, you and I have been able yeah. to connect uh, within that group, but also outside of that group too, and, and start yeah. talking about collaborating together. Oh. And, uh, you know, you, you and I did a mind shift session together, which was really cool. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just, it, it's just been really great getting to know you over the last year. I know. I remember at the beginning wondering who you were because you didn't have your Facebook, like your Facebook name isn't your name. <laughs> That's right. And so I kept forgetting your name. I'm like, wait, what was her name again? Like, cause it wasn't, it was so like, I felt a little bit disconnected, right? Like there was yeah. a couple people I clicked with right away and you weren't one of those people. Right. And I kind of felt a little bit distant. And then when we did connect, we found out like we can click really well. And I just love when that happens. Like, it's like this delightful new friendship or something. I know, I know. And it's so funny because I, I had gotten off of Facebook before yeah. before this program. But of course, you know, a lot of people use Facebook for, for the group forums. And I had this just random pseudonym that I made <laughs> that I made up. So it totally makes sense that, that would that you would be like, wait, who are you? <laughs> yeah. It just threw me off. It was like, what? Scarlet? Why do you know? You know what I mean? I just couldn't figure it out. But that's yeah, I'm like, I totally get it. Like some people literally just get off Facebook. I'm like, I'm just not there yet. But yeah, <laughs> you know, there's some useful things about it. But so yeah, Starla's group and I just love the connection all of us have made. And we've talked about like doing retreats together or even actually doing working retreats together, not with not leading retreats together, but just even getting together as a group afterwards. Like I love all the thoughts of that and how we can form such deep connections in these containers. 
Absolutely. That's what I love about coaching containers. And you and I both work as coaches, right? You like we lead containers. And I feel like that's why they're so important to be part of and have other people be part of them because they help us with transformation. They help us with deeper understanding of ourselves. And it's just been an amazing experience, really. Yeah, it really has. And you're right. I mean, there, there's, there's something about being able to be with whether, whether it's you and your coach or you and your, your coaching group, Mm. there's just something about being in that kind of container where you're, you feel seen, you feel heard, you feel validated to Mm -hmm. help you, you know, once you've made that commitment to transformation, to really help you through that journey, because it is a journey, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no doubt about it. It's a journey. Um, And so to, and that's part of what we've been doing together too, is right, right. Having the, um, going through our own transformations and then also learning how to hold the container for, for our clients Mm -hmm. to have those transformations. So it's been really, it's been really exciting. Yeah. It's just another, and another way to get in touch with our inner voice, right? I feel like that's what we've been working on this year. It's how do you get in touch with your like inner voice and how do you allow that to help transform with your clients too, right? And how do you build your business according to what you really want, not what someone else said you should have. So it's just such a foreign concept for me, even a couple of years ago, you know, oh, what yeah. do I want? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> you know? Yeah, me too. Me too. And, and not just yeah. in business and in, in, in all anything. aspects. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All aspects. So I'm curious, like, where did your journey begin into becoming a, cause I know you've had this background of being a marketer somehow is it, well, tell us what that story is. Like you were a marketer. Now are you a coach? What is that about? Yeah. So my background, my professional background, I started out as a journalist and then I ended up um, in the marketing department of an engineering firm. And then I went to a PR and advertising agency and I was a PR executive. So my entire, and even before my professional, my professional career started, um, I had been working for newspapers as a, as a freelancer in high school and in college. So words were kind of my thing (laughs) from a very, (laughs) yep. From a very early age, um, pretty much, I think I showed up on this planet as a born communicator. I'm a Gemini. So, you know, Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Gemini. I remember. Yes. <laughs> I remember we talked about that. Yeah. Two so Gemini's. Wow. Gemini's. Generators. Wait, well, hopefully this isn't like going to take two hours to get through a conversation. I know. Right. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. And, and yeah, so that was my professional background. And um, I had actually been working at my dream job, the PR agency um, for about eight years, seven or eight years. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of people who have a a very different story about being in corporate and it was soul sucking. And I had had that experience in the news industry, but I was actually in my dream job. I was, I was working at this boutique PR and ad agency. My bosses were amazing. My coworkers were amazing. We worked out of their mansion on the ocean. (laughs) You know, they, they took us yeah, that it was incredible. Amazing. Yeah. They took us on all these like really great um, trips and we stayed at the best hotels when we traveled for work and they brought us to nice restaurants. I mean, it was amazing. And mm. I 
realized that although I was in my dream job, I actually wasn't going after my dream, which was to have my own business. And I, and I had known since college that I wanted to have my own business. I just didn't know what that was going to be. And now that I know my human design, that actually makes a lot more sense to me because I think what I needed to have happen was to, to go out and experience the world and have some experiences and try some things on before I could actually figure out what I wanted to focus on in my business. And that's exactly what I did. You know, that, yeah. that line, I think that's the line, line three, right? Oh, line line three. three. Yeah. Yeah. That line three energy of, Hey, let's go try it out. <laughs> let's try some things out, see what works. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So in 2013, I, I, I left my dream job. I started my business um, and I was focusing on story in particular for coaches, consultants, healers, uh, because number one, I'd been in the business of stories my entire career as a journalist, and then also, you know, as a marketer and, and, you know, pitching stories to the media. So it was still stories, but kind of a different, the entrepreneurial piece was, was the different Mm. aspect of it. Um, So yeah, that's how I got started. And then what happened is... I realized a couple years into my business that I didn't quite get it then looking back at it now. And it was like, my business became a mirror mm, for my healing. Oh, yes. That one of my other guests said business is a healing. What I don't remember how she put it, but it was something about business and healing. I'm like, oh, it totally makes sense. Right, right. right. And, yeah. and yeah, and I, today, you know, I, I very firmly believe that the business journey is a healing journey. If you're mm-hmm. open to that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it will be a healing journey, no matter what, it's just, are you going to go kicking and screaming or are you, yeah. are you actually going to take that journey? Mm-hmm. Um, and so a couple of years into my business, I, um, I felt like I, I wasn't where I was supposed to be. You know, I wasn't really happy with my results. I started, I actually got clients right away. And, you know, everybody, storytelling was really hot at that time. I mean, it still is, but it was really, really coming into being known and being really hot and really sexy. Um, And so it was easy in the beginning for me to get clients. But then like a couple of years in, what was going on is that I was really investing and getting my business off the ground. And I had gone through $28,000 of my savings Mm -hmm. and I had $14,000 of credit card debt and it freaked me out because I'm naturally a saver. (laughs) And I also didn't realize, like, I, I didn't know then kind of what I know now about money and energy and, you know, it's called you know, money circulates, it's called yeah. circulation for a reason, like yeah. money goes out, money comes in. Yeah. Um, and so I was really in like this, this anxious, fearful place, which actually was a blessing in disguise. Because what was going on is that even though I thought I was doing everything I should do to make my business work, my business wasn't working for me. Mm, and yeah. deep, deep down, yeah, 
I knew that there actually was one thing I hadn't done. And it was also the one thing I didn't want to do. <laughs> really? What is the one thing? The one thing that I didn't <laughs> do, didn't, hadn't done and didn't want to do was to share my own personal story mm. of why I wanted to help other entrepreneurs be seen and be visible and be heard. Yeah. And I didn't really, I, I was telling stories yeah. and I was trying on stories because I was kind of avoiding this other story that I knew I needed to tell, but I didn't quite get how it was re- relevant. And then there was this thing going on in my business that, that was like, okay, like I, I'm spending way more money than I'm making. Like, yeah. And it just what's got to this, about, right? yeah. What's that about? Um, and it really wasn't until I started sharing this story about my sexual abuse as a child that I started to really understand that my clients were also navigating around silence, shame, and invisibility in their own business. And all of the pieces started to, to make sense. And this was like um, a huge piece of healing that was coming up for me and transformation that was coming up for me through my business. And the, the really interesting thing, Rebecca, is that we clients would come to me and they would share things like really deep things with me. And they would say things like, I've never told anybody that before. So like, even though I wasn't talking about this stuff as openly somehow they were connecting to the energetic of it and they felt safe sharing it with me. And then they would feel like they would come out of our story sessions, like feeling so much better, so much lighter. And so like that healing piece was happening organically, Hmm. but I was just all about like marketing and communication and your story and the, you know, the strategy. You were were on the masculine side of, I was way on the masculine side. (laughs) Yes, I I am a recovering overachiever, overfunctioner, like very much comfortable in my masculine energy. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I I decided to 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 share this story because I was like, well, I haven't done. I I don't know what else to do. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) So let's give it a try. Let's see what happens. But I was it was terrifying because I was really I was really afraid that. Um, I might offend somebody. Mm-hmm. And it was like a lot of the old energetic from, from my childhood, because what had happened in, in my childhood is that I didn't tell anybody about it for a long time because I was afraid mm-hmm. that, um, that I was going to hurt people. Yeah. You know, I was only a kid. I, I, I was afraid I was going to hurt people. I was afraid people were going to get in trouble. I was afraid of being taken away from my family. Yeah. Totally. Um, and so there was this whole vibe of like, telling the truth hurts. Right. Um, and then when I finally did share that truth, um, all the things that I was worried about happening didn't happen at all. Like basically nothing happened at all. My family's response was to get me a phone. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's and then an every- interesting response. Uh, yeah. Yep. It is an interesting mm-hmm. response. And then basically everything went back to as if I hadn't said anything at all. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So for me at that time, because of that, 
the way I processed it was that my truth didn't matter. My story didn't matter. And basically I didn't matter. Yeah. What else could you think? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Nobody's responding to this. Nobody's doing anything about this. So I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so fast forward 25 years, I had carried all of that, all of that pain, Mm -hmm. all of, all of that energy, um, all of the defense mechanisms right into my business. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) You, you came up with a survival mode, right? It's like, you learned how this is how it works to keep me safe. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, I really had to get comfortable with those uncomfortable parts of myself in order to even be able to tell this story. And the month before I shared it, the first time I came out with it, I shared it in an email campaign. I don't, I had made like $14 or something like that, which is a real kick in the gut because I had had $0 months, but like there was something about this $14 that was like, ha you can make money, but it's only going to be $14. <laughs> Yeah, fourteen dollars is that like a book or? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it was like a checklist be? or something. Okay. Oh no, it was like two seven dollar products. Okay. <laughs> no, I know how online business is, right? You can have all these low end products. Yeah, yeah. so interesting. Yeah. yeah, so I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fine, yeah. fine, I will do it. <laughs> I was like really mad at like the universe. Yeah, and um, it's, it's so mad and terrified. Right. Um, But somehow I had managed to to muster up the courage to do it. And within three weeks of sending out that email campaign, I I had signed on three new clients and had made 70 over seventy eight hundred dollars in sales, which was the most I had made in my business. Yeah. Ever. Yes. At that time. Yeah. Isn't that interesting when we can be authentic, like authentically us. Right. It's, it's really powerful. It was mind blowing. And, and and to be honest, like, I didn't even believe it at first. I was like, this is a fluke. Yeah. But, you know, and, and maybe, yeah, maybe you can relate to that. Right. Yeah. They're like, wait, is this, uh, did that really work? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, is this how it goes? Yeah. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the thing is like, that was six years ago and, and, you know, this last year I've been in transition, but yeah, from that point on, my business just continued to grow steadily. And then I, I was still kind of focused. I, you know, it was more forthcoming with that and more forthcoming with the, with the fact that like this type of work, especially for coaches and consultants, people who, who are the face of their brand, like it's going to bring up your stuff and, Mm -hmm. and you're going to need to heal it. But I, I still hadn't necessarily led with that and so this past year of of transition with working you know really studying transformation um going through my own transformation now I really work with my clients to own their stories for good so that they can really authentically step out be visible you know be fully themselves um and speak their truth yeah, it's just freedom yeah. to be able to speak your truth. Don't yeah. you agree? Like, did you feel a sense of freedom after you sent that? Oh my God. Um, like, yeah. 
nothing bad happened. I sent the email. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Not only did nothing bad happen, yeah. right? I didn't kill yeah, me. Yeah, right. Um, but really great things happened. Yeah, really great things opened up. Yeah. And it was, it was a huge sense of relief. Yeah. And there's the stuff in human design where I think of it as attraction marketing in a way, because it's like, there's a spot, like I would be curious and I don't remember where your moon is, right. Where your moon is Mm -hmm. in your human design chart might be really fascinating in the story that you just told, because it's like where we need to be nurtured is what also where our clients, like we can, we can feel empathetic towards them in that way. Right. Yeah. And so I'd be curious, but it's like, even if you don't realize what that stuff is, people come to you because somehow they feel that they just feel it. Yes. There's an energetic click there, which I just think that's so fascinating (laughs) that there's this energetic click that sometimes we don't even know what the energetic click is. Right. I just love that. Thank you for sharing that story. I mean, yeah, it's just like that. That's it reminded me as you were talking like that story I have too about losing my son. All of a sudden, when you open up about that, all of a sudden, everybody's telling you all their stuff. Like, right. you don't even ask, but they're <laughs> somehow they just feel comfortable. Yeah, it's interesting. Absolutely. And they'll tell you all the things. And yeah, I don't know how many times I've had people just who end up in the same groups I'm in that have had the same experience as me. It has happened so many times. And we're always like, what? Like, that's weird, but maybe not. Maybe it's not weird. You know, it's how like, yeah, no, I mean, from, from, so just to put my marketing hat on here for a minute, like there's a reason why people say use story so that you can connect with your audience, right? Like it is that like and trust factor. And also it really truly has to be authentic because people are really good at at knowing the difference between you telling a story in order to get them to buy something Mm -hmm. and knowing, and knowing that you're telling a story to share yourself Mm -hmm. with them. Yeah. There's that bullshit detector. A lot of us have, it's like, "Eh, that doesn't sound, yeah, that doesn't even sound good. You know, there's something energetically off about it, you know, when you can, and you can really detect that. Yeah. I get that. So, so now what you're doing, what are, what are you transitioning to then? You used like the story stylist was one part. I know that that's what you called yourself. Maybe yeah. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll be changing that name yeah. soon um, because I am, I am changing. Yeah. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm curious. I, I, What's the new the mar- thing? The marketing and visibility is always going to piece be, okay. be a piece of, yes. of my work. I just can't not stop myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but so maybe, maybe this has happened to you. Maybe this has happened to some of your listeners, but you know, when you have like this desire, this pull to, to show up fully in your message and it comes that time where you have to get your face and your voice out there. And suddenly you're like, Oh, you put on the brakes. Kind of like in my story where that I just shared, it was like, I know what I need to do, but I really don't want to do it. And so you don't book the speaking gigs. You don't do interviews yeah. like this. Uh, maybe you're writing a book and you're procrastinating, you know, whatever it is that, that, that you are working on to make yourself visible. Well, what was true in my own experience and what I found in be true with my clients is that when this shows up, it's typically the result of a visibility wound or what I call mm. um, a wounded heart, which 
you know, that was the case for me. Um, I was very emotionally shut down. I had built up all these walls around my, around my heart. And so I work with entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, specifically who have a big mission focused on guiding humanity into this new awakened and, and conscious world. And most of them would also consider themselves, um, they're already successful. Yeah. And yet every time they up-level their business, like these, the stuff, the stuff comes mm-hmm. up, right? And yeah. so many of them would refer to themselves as light workers or healers or star, star seeds, twin flames. And most often, my clients in particular, but the, it, I've actually studied this too, and I've read about this. Most light workers um, and star seeds and twin flames in particular have experienced really difficult childhoods. Mm. And that is the root of their visibility wounds. And it manifests as an emotional and energetic block, yeah. definitely in their heart chakra, often in their throat chakra. Um, if they've had some sort of life, um, life-threatening trauma, or if they've had abuse, oftentimes that manifest manifests in their root in their sacral chakra as well. Yeah. And so you could have the best marketing strategy and the greatest message in the world. But if, it, if that energy isn't flowing and it's blocked and you've got these wounds, like that's always going to come in and override it. And so I guide my clients through the inner work and the self-healing so that they can shift and release that those wounds first. Yeah. And then we work on the visibility piece. And that's where my clients are able to draw upon my 25 years of messaging and branding and positioning. Awesome. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And it sounds like, yeah, like you even have like a different energy about when you talk about that versus, you know, even though you enjoyed your job and even the stuff you were doing before this just felt, it felt deeper somehow when you started talking about this new work. So yeah, it's very much needed. Right. And I love, like you were talking about the chakras and of course that always takes me back to human design. Like, Oh yeah, there's the centers. And like, I was thinking about the heart center when you were talking about the heart and I'm thinking about the throat and the the root. And I was just kind of like connecting them all together as you were talking, like, Oh, how would that be? (laughs) Yeah. But because I got there in my head, I'm just curious, like when you learned that you were an emotional manifesting generator, like what, like both of us are emotional manifesting generators, but how did that help you like in your life and your business? Like what happened? Oh my gosh. This was a huge game changer for yeah. me because I, I had actually gotten my free chart a couple of years ago and, and it was like, Oh yeah, that's interesting. But I didn't quite yeah. like, I didn't, it didn't sink in. Yeah. Um, and, and so I started to understand it a little bit better in our mastery group. And then yeah. you really helped me understand it on a, on an even deeper level. But for me, the, the emotional piece for me, um, when you had said, I think it was in our first conversation you were talking about, or, or maybe it was, I don't know, our our calls. I don't remember, but this was before we did our session together on my chart. You had said something like, um, I need to take 24 hours before yeah. making a decision. And I was like, Ooh, what's that about? <laughs> you know, like my, my spidey yeah. senses went up and yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm listening. Yeah. Um, because what would happen for me is that 
I knew when something was a yes, I knew it was a yes. And there was no hesitation. And when something was a no, I knew it was a no. And there was no hesitation. And I, and I didn't have problems saying no. I know for some people, it's hard for them to say no. But if I, if I knew in my body, it was a no, then I would just say no thanks. Yeah. It was the maybe mm. that would trip me up because, and I think that it's not just my emotional authority. You can correct me on this, yeah. but I think it's that, that line one or line three mm, that plays yeah. into it. Cause I, I'm curious, like, I like to yes. learn things. I like yeah. to experience things. The one is research. It could be. So that's the one too, that the one plays into it. You're right. Like you yeah. want more information sometimes, right? You need, right. That's, it gives us space as emotional authorities. It gives us the space to find right. out more. Yeah. So I'll, I would, the maybes would often be like a yes at first. And then it would, it would be time to actually show up for that. Yes. And I'd be like, oh, I really don't want to do this now. It that's wasn't that, every yes, time. That's that emotional it, wave, right? You're yeah. in the high, like, yeah. And the next morning you wake up, you're like, why did I say, why did I I say yes? Like it, yeah. <laughs> right. That's I've had that same experience. So yeah. just, just having like, just knowing yes. like, oh, it's okay for me to just say, you know what? I, I, I need to, I need to think about that or I need to tune mm-hmm. into that. And I did that recently too. I was like, you know what? This sounds like yeah. a, I, I had an invitation to collaborate with someone. And I was like, this sounds like a great idea. It sounds really exciting. And yes, I need to think about it. Yeah. And it ultimately it was a no. I need to feel into it. Like I often say, because we are very emotional beings, those of us with the emotional center, right? It's like, I need to really feel into it. Does it feel right? I use that even in my head. Like, does it feel good to me? Right. And I know I'm not going to give you an answer at the moment, like right now, but I, then I continue to ask myself, like, how does it feel today? (laughs) You know, today, because it feels different depending on where you are in that emotional wave. It's, it's really a fascinating study in emotions and how they work because I can be all into it that day one. I could be, woohoo, I'm going to like invest $5,000 in this retreat and go to Bali. And then the next day I'm like, oh my gosh, how much time is it going to take to travel? Right. And now you start like thinking, right. You let your total emotions like. That's exactly where over, my brain would go you know? to. Yeah. I'm going to do this. <laughs> it sounded good at the time. <laughs> I mean, that's my most recent um, decision through my emotional uh, emotional wave was, do I want to go on this retreat in Bali? And it ended up being a no. Like who would say, why didn't, you know, of course, everybody would think this is a great idea, but it just me riding out my wave. It wasn't for me at the time. It just, I'm like, maybe some other time, but right. Like I've allowed myself now to lean into my own knowing, which is really right. new for me. I mean, newer <laughs> in my life, that wasn't a thing before, but now it is like, uh, this is a new thing to lean into. What do you really want? And I feel like our emotional wave is really wise. Our emotions are wise. Mm-hmm. And if we would lean that. into them, you know, and allow them to give us clues, it can be really great. Cause then even while you're waiting it out, if the person you're waiting it out with is impatient, it's probably just not the right timing. You know, like sometimes that's how the decision gets made. It's yeah. Like if you're going to pressure me, I, I just can't do it. You know, I just, it's not going to work out, you know? And I, I love that. Like, I'm like the, the right opportunities will show up. 
So thank you for that little short discussion about our emotional wave, because I love it. (laughs) But tell us like, where can people find you if they're interested in your program or what you're up to? Yeah, so uh, you can find me at the story stylist dot com or gailnowak.com g-a-y-l-e-n-o-w-a-k.com and I actually have a gift for your if you're for your audience I'll Um, put it in the show notes too but tell us what it is yeah Yeah. so it's if you're if you're wanting to feel more connected you know if you want you want to be more emotionally available for your your business more open-hearted for your business um, I have an assessment it's called talk to your heart and it's a downloadable PDF um, with an embedded link to a guided meditation to actually help you drop into your heart. Um, I know that probably a lot of your listeners are already kind of heart-centered anyway, but even yeah. e- even if you're you've got a pretty open heart, it can be easy to get up in your head mm-hmm. with the day to day. So um, you know you can drop into your heart space and then go through the evaluation, which looks at several areas of your life, including your business. But you know how we show up in one place is how we show up in other places. And really, it's a tool to help you see what's working, what's not working, and what's most calling for transformation right now in your business, in your personal mm-hmm. life, you know, whatever, whatever speaks to your heart yes. <laughs> as you go through that assessment. Um, so that's available at the storystylist.com forward slash beautifully hyphen bloomed. Um, yeah. Awesome. And then I'm on Instagram at the story stylist and YouTube and LinkedIn at Gail Novak. Thank you. Well, this has been a really fun conversation, Gail. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go subscribe so that you get notified of all the future goodies that are coming along. While you're there, please leave me a review and let me know what you think. So excited to share this with you and can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.